All right, guys. Welcome to Food News and Choose Radio. This is Chef Jeremy Ashby. I got Sylvia Lovely with me, and Twitch has been called back in the kitchen to do dishes. So yep. it's going to be <laughs> us today, Sylvia. I know. I'm loving it. Nice. I'm loving it. Uh, so yeah, we're going to have the, a great show. Yeah, I think so. You know, we were kind of discussing together. Just I, I don't know uh, the ways people have diversified in the restaurant yeah. industry. Don't you think the pandemic really was a game changer for restaurants? Yeah, we had to shut down operations, and I, I don't know if you guys did it. I mean, I think the restaurant industry got a lot of prominence in the news during the it pandemic did. because we were— Actually, somebody said that Americans will do without anything except two things, yeah. toilet paper and restaurants. Correct. Like we <laughs> Remember the toilet paper wars? Right. I mean, our, our citizens stood up for our restaurants. <laughs> they and, did. And they we found out we were lot. loved. But, you know, finding out you're loved, it also creates a huge responsibility. It does. So after it was over and it's sort of ending here, you know, now, now what? You know, you had to draw people back in. Right. They were used to coming and doing takeout, right? Yeah. And you had to figure out ways... To, to really reboot. Money. Right. You know, and, and you know, I think uh, in the world we live in now, you know, something like selling your food in a different city or selling a sauce you make in a different city, mm-hmm. that, that didn't happen in the past. But we, we, we it's a world market now. We have online websites. You can buy products. So, I mean, I think a lot of people diversified. Around here in this region, everybody has a beer cheese on the shelf, right? Well, that's a that's maybe other than sauces that may be the most <laughs> prominent product yeah it's like that Kentucky's comes out national of bird how many different kind of beer cheeses can you have chef i mean you as know, many I mean, as you can imagine you know yeah, and I they guess can have anything in them right they can you know and i think the the i don't know and this is something i should have researched before i started talking about beer cheese but I've always kind of wondered it. there might not be a, a definite answer was beer cheese made with a beer in it or was it made with beer drinking in mind? Oh, that because is I don't a great know if it's necessary question. to put beer in the beer cheese. Okay. I think it's having a spicy cheese spread to be uh, share, you know, eaten during happy hours and you know, kind of. It's kind of a neat, an easy thing to do. It's it gets you away from just hard cheddar or something like that. It's a spreadable thing, right? Which Typically, makes they're it really pureed easy and and pureed and kind of in a little tub, so it's easy to easy to get to but i know you know our guest that's coming up dad dad's favorites yes that's how he started out was cheese sauces i don't know if he calls them all beer cheese um exactly what so yeah i that's that's one thing i think that makes his brand um you know unique is you know in this region we have all these beer cheeses but his i think are more like cheese spreads and is beer cheese a cheese spread yes but um you know a cheese spread could be like pimento cheese or you know i know he does all kinds of different ones jalapeno and I'm, he's going to tell us all about his flavors but they're all delicious you can find them in mm-hmm. grocery stores but you know that seems to be kind of a new pathway for restaurants have you seen some of those websites um gold belly or whatever you can literally order say a steak from new york city and have it I, delivered i know or frozen or chicago deep dish pizzas it's amazing what's uh. happened uh, in uh, in uh, technology, yeah. you know, has has uh, done that. But you know, another product that's interesting to me, probably rivaling beer cheese, is sauces. Right. And I guess it's a lot of restaurants are marketing their sauces that they use, and that's closely akin to beer cheese. But you know, it's like I don't, and and a lot of them are liquor infused. 
right bourbon you know i think that's how they get out of this region is to appeal you know you know if something's from kentucky yeah, it's like got barbecue bourbon, in it. bourbon maker's mark barbecue sauce right. or something there's like something that. sexy when you say bourbon barbecue sauce yeah you know and do you really taste a lot of bourbon in those you know it's uh, there's yeah. a hint of something right but but it's it's that or smoked or something like that that you know that just that but sauces i think are one of the most prevalent and popular uh things yep barbecue sauce all the sauces all the spice rubs all the cheese spreads those are those are you know kind of big deal items to do and you know taking some of these from you know what do you want to say development all the way to a grocery shelf is a big process um you know, for we're trying it. You know, at our restaurant, Sylvia, or you know, mm-hmm. we have That's the uh, the we, red chili honey. Honey's sauce. another. Honey's another. Yeah, one that, which uh, is local. Yeah, and a lot of times the, they'll use kind of the local thing. But you know, out of the pandemic, I think you know that it became harder to operate restaurants, and then on the heels of that was inflation. Yes, and they say that you know developing these products is a way to expand your marketplace totally because they say and i don't know if you agree with this that people are actually eating out less i haven't seen that yet it seems like to me people are eating out more but it generally that's what they're saying is that really? people are eating out less and so the marketplace expands at home yeah expands that so and 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 it's interesting because people um can take your restaurant home right and it's it expands your brand. Now, see, I think that's and let's down in your report. Do you think people are eating out in restaurants less? But they're eating they're eating food from restaurants, yeah, but at their house. Yeah, they're out. But they're at, at eating their... out is the statistics that I was reading. Wow. They're eating out less, which I don't know. You couldn't quite tell me that. Seems like restaurant parking lots some right. are filled now. Maybe those are the ones that are doing well in understanding the new marketplace. The new marketplace includes like labor issues, big time, and employee issues. So you know, people and, will leave you on a for a dime more. You know, I mean, it's it's gotten that tough. Yeah, and I think you know a brand or a sauce or a spice rub or something that you um, that you produce that's a flavor of your restaurant is a good way to to have income going twenty four hours a day. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, your restaurant's yes, open right. twelve hours a day. Your staff has to sleep. We all do, but this is just a whole other revenue stream that that's still. Do you still, think that was? Uh, I know for a long time, you know, because. Um, like when I went to Dad's and we're having Dad on today yeah. on the show, he all everybody has the T-shirts, the Dad's T-shirts, and they're selling those retail, you know, in stores. Is the sauce and the beer cheese kind of an offshoot of that marketplace? Because that's been around for a while. You can get T-shirts and such as you know, Hard Rock Cafe kind of stuff, you know, where they sell pro- actual products, not just food related. I've always thought that if you have, you know, a business and a a brand that people will buy your garb and advertise your your place for you, then then I call that a tribe. I'd call that you've got loyal followers that love you. And and that's just an amazing way to to keep uh, to generating, too. So, yeah. Uh, The other piece of products, and this happens with the big companies, too, you know, like Kraft Mac and Cheese Ice Cream. You know, brand. I mean, could you imagine? I was reading that. I was like, "What? How do you?" Or adult Happy Meals. That's a, a McDonald's marketing maneuver. What exactly is that? Is it kind of like a beer or something, what, or a glass of wine, I, or Mc, I wine? I think it's just a bigger version of a Happy Meal. And the idea is nostalgia. Do you Bring get a little toy? Back. 
just bringing people back to an earlier, easier time because we live in such crazy times. You know, and then what you're doing is you're trying to create an experience for people. That's the big deal now. I like it. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I think those are the restaurants that are going to succeed, Sylvia, Um, is the one. It used to, you know, you have good food, you have good service. Then then you'd be full yeah. and successful. I mean, there's it's a million that, more things than that, but it's, but not, it's yeah. not that easy. But uh, but now, I mean, it's almost like you have to have the full experience. You you want to have the guests to, to kind of captivate them for a couple hours and yeah. entertain them. That's one experience. You know, I think in addition to good food. You know, uh, one of the the new players in town and a big one, Jeff Ruby. Yeah. I think he kind of understood that years ago that this is culinary entertainment. Yes, like it's all. I love it, it. I we love are putting that. on a show. Uh, watch our show and enjoy it because yeah. it's 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 magical to me. I love I love the, the orchestra and the ballerinas that run around in a restaurant when things are well composed. If you know what I mean. Oh, that's right. And and another interesting thing is uh, products that are trying to get in other products that like mayonnaise using mayonnaise right. instead of eggs and eggnog. It's made the news. It's it's all over the news. What? And that sells more mayonnaise, right? It does. So all yeah, that, so like these TikTok, Instagram yeah. kind of like ideas yeah. are having yeah, big impact yeah. stuff. Or the mayonnaise company is the one that's promoting this one so that they can sell more mayonnaise. How brilliant. So, cuz just when you I don't think know, chef maybe you could put your fried chicken in something ice on, cream. on, a, on a, an ice cream uh, bourbon fried chicken ice cream or you know pizza or something so you <laughs> say that Sylvia but remember I used to have a, a country ham fried ice cream on the menu oh I've forgotten about that I had forgotten yeah, I'm surprised it's that salty you guys and sugar let and, me get away with that but yeah it was fun yeah yeah salty and sugar so do you have don't you have a recipe for something kind of well, yummy yeah I wanted to talk a little bit about pimento cheese because all right I've got some beer cheese recipes and there's pimento cheese and I think people don't know the the difference right um, so I, I think in beer cheese you're going to be pureeing it into more of a, a spread or a puree whereas pimento cheese is kind of a classic one southern caviar we might call it right we're using it's a little just lumpy a, I mean yeah exactly and I think it's all about the texture in pimento cheese yeah um, in fact the the best ones I have they do different things with how they grate the cheese it's not that they use different cheese or a better cheese than you they might use a different blend of cheeses, which is always fun. But I think just a good old classic one when you're making this at home is try taking a block of cheese and grating it yourself. Okay. Okay. And, and what is what value does that? It changes the texture. You know, if you open a, a bag of shredded cheese, it kind of has this waxy powder on each little grain of shredded cheese. And I think there's something to that. I really do think it doesn't taste as fresh and it doesn't mix as well. Interesting. It's kind of like it's got a powder coating on it and the stuff doesn't kind of meld, meld well, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's skip that part and get that block of cheddar cheese, mild or sharp. It doesn't matter to me if you want white, if you want munster, whatever. I, I use just good old classic cheddar for pimento cheese. And the ingredients that I add to it are just a little roasted red pepper pimentos, some mayonnaise, some sugar, and a little salt and taste, pepper, and you taste. and you fold that in together, right? And 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 I think black pepper is important in in pimento cheese. More important than I think we ever thought. Right, and you got to balance that with the salt. And this is a texture thing. The best texture I have ever had is when you take your cheese and you run it through the meat grinder on your KitchenAid, huh? Um, little mixer. Now I just gave you a secret that I don't share a whole lot. So if you guys heard that out there, try it sometime and tell me I'm wrong. 
Now, if you wanted to turn this pimento cheese into a more like a spread, like dad might do, or a beer cheese style, you can always kind of fold in some cream cheese to this, right? Or kind of puree it in a roboku. I would suggest, or you know, a food processor. I would suggest folding in the peppers at the end after that. It's just going to be a kind of a red looking mm-hmm. cheese thing. But anyway, that's how I use it. I've got a thousand cool. variations. I just want you guys to try it at home with a block of cheddar, a little bit of mayonnaise, a little bit of sugar, a little bit of taste, black yeah. pepper, uh-huh. and just a taste. And just mix it up yourself and get that texture of that weird meat grinder. I'm telling you, it's good. I wonder how Winchester got the <clears throat> name of the beer capital of the world. They have a festival. The beer cheese capital? Yeah. Have you been to that? No. I have never. Um, I, you, would, you would have no idea there were so many. Yeah, I guess all these variations, and it must be um, not easy to make, but it's it's one of the kind of go tos because you can always get cheese and all those other kinds of, uh, of 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 items that you can put in it, and everybody's like pizza. Everybody's right, and trying it, to one up each other on pizza, and it's not highly perishable. It's something you can make, and it can last for a little while. You know, instead of you know restaurants, that's another thing about having a restaurant versus a, a retail product is is perishability you know you can't mm-hmm. you know you can't really can the food at a restaurant and sit it on a shelf whereas right. some of these products you can kind is of this uh <clears throat> is that recipe uh how you make your fritters because those are so good uh they are so i gave you the secret to our pimento cheese fritters at azure now the ones we use at azure i fold in the cream cheese so i make it just how oh, i told yeah. you but fold okay. in the cream cheese because that makes it hold together when you do the flour, egg wash, panko breading, and fry them, and, then fry them and up. you've got a mm-hmm. if you if you know what I mean, you got a basically a f- crispy fried, gooey, hot pimento cheese ball. Yeah. We serve that with bourbon peach chutney. Now another thing that restaurants are doing, and let's get back to that because uh, we talked about it briefly. Experiences, yeah. and one of the things is events, and you do a lot of events, and um, I know that there's one that you do in particular. At around Christmas time. That's right. So. Seven fishes. Yeah, have I'm going to have chosen your fishes? I have chosen my fishes. Um, so the Feast of Seven Fishes is probably my favorite dinner to do uh, of the year. And what it is is like basically the midnight celebration um, for the birth of Jesus. And Italians, they skip all meats. And what they do is they eat fish. You know, I guess that's how they yeah. fast is mm-hmm. instead of eating meat, they eat fish. So we're going to be doing our Feast of Seven Fishes on December 22nd at Azor. We serve this family style. Um, we have a big, long table we try to seat everybody at. You might be sitting next to a stranger. Well, you'll be with your people, but... Yeah, but you might get to know somebody new. Yeah, next to somebody new, and that's cool because this is about. That's what people say about it because you've had it. I don't know how many years now, but that's what they say. They meet new people. Uh, It's great. So uh, this is served family style. And what I mean by that is we're sitting at this big table. We've got good Italian wines out, and we're getting ready. And then we have just platters of things that just start coming out. And we serve it family style, uh, like fried calamari with chickpeas and roasted tomatoes and golden raisins and toasted pine nuts and roasted Mm -hmm. peppers. That's the first course. Then we go with an Asiago arancini, which is kind of a cheesy fried risotto ball with a marsala and snow crab cream sauce on it. Then we go into garlic and shrimp mussel salad with celery and mint and lemon and olive oil and farro. Then we do linguine avangole, which is basically your linguine with clam sauce. I always do that one for the feast because I, I love 
linguine with clams, with white wine and garlic and olive oil and parsley. Mm. Then I'm doing seared scallops with Parmesan polenta and brown butter and sage. We've got some roasted halibut with olives and capers and marinara sauce and white wine and rosemary. And we're going to finish it off with chocolate hazelnut panna cotta, kind of like Nutella flavor, really, and a little cranberry orange almond biscotti. But that one's Tuesday. Sorry, Thursday, December 22nd at 7 p.m. Call 859-296-1007 for reservations. This one fills up super quick, guys. We do secure this one with a credit card. Uh, That's just because uh, the high cost for bringing and flying in seven different fishes. Oh, yeah. Uh, But, you know, if something comes up, we totally understand. Oh, yeah. Well, that sounds great. And I can't wait to hear from the man, the deli man. Yes. You know, talking about differentiating yourself amongst all the beer Mm -hmm. cheeses, this man figured it out. James Cottle from Dad's Deli. Dad, that's who we call him. Garden Spring Shopping Center has kind of, uh, I don't know, solved the case on how to develop a product and get it in stores. And they are incredible. You guys uh, Mm -hmm. check this out in the second half. And thanks for tuning in to Food News and Chews. Welcome back to Food News and Chews, guys. This is uh, Chef Jeremy Ashby. We got Sylvia Lovely and our guest for the day. I'm so excited. I got Dad with me, man. Dad. Lexington's own Dad. Dad's got our back. James Cottle's here. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I, I just want to kind of back up. If you don't know this man, you don't know Dad's favorite deli, then we need to start at the beginning. We I think do. So, yeah. We do. So, He's magnificent. Let me tell my story how I met him. Yeah. Uh, my son and I went there. My son suggested it one day. It was a gorgeous day. Remember, it was about 60 yeah, degrees in nice. November or something. And so we went over there and they were lined up. And yeah. it's in the Garden Spring Shopping Center yeah. by Big Lots and all that stuff. Right. And uh, there was a line all the way down and you know, he had said, well, you know, it might be really busy, Mom, and all this kind of stuff. But we stayed the course and you came out and greeted everybody and that's when we got to know you and then it was so full we had to go out and sit in lawn chairs in back of my son's car you tailgated dad i did (laughs) and you delivered our food (laughs) i love it so this is a phenomenon you know some cities and not many big cities you're you know like new york city chicago they've got sandwich shops that have lines out the door at lunchtime Mm -hmm. This is, you know, this is the one in Lexington. This is the one that everybody treasures. And I'm going to tell you right now, you have the most uniquely put together sandwiches. Thank you. And what I mean by that is, you know, as a chef, I really respect, you know, sandwiches aren't something that I have in my head, Sylvia. When I, when I do a lunch sandwich or something at the diner at Azure, I compose it, but it's not something that I, I have a lot of experience with and I don't eat a lot. And when I make them, I'll try them out. And the composition of a sandwich to have just the right amount of bread versus the right amount of meat and putting the sauce on the top bun or bottom bun and composing it with the right cheese, there's a little bit of an art to this, guys, Mm -hmm. because you might come up with a sandwich in your head and it sounds great, but it's clunky. It doesn't taste right and it doesn't come together right. You have the most put-together, intentional sandwiches I've ever had. Well, thank you. How'd you get into this business? Well, we were uh, we were making a cheese spreads. It all goes back to the cheese spreads, and we were taking it to parties. And everybody said you got to get this on the market. Well, I was in the insurance business at the time, and uh, it was things were kind of slowing up because it was Obamacare came out, mm-hmm. and a lot of my business was going to the side. So, um, my older son had enlisted in with the uh, National Guard, and was immediately shipped to Baghdad. Whoa. So he was on a three-man Humvee team. He was an MP in the National Guard, and all they were was escorts. And he was on a three-man Humvee team. He was first one out, last one back. Wow. And, uh, wow. So 
it, it kind of kept my mind off of that. And, yeah. And uh, so we next thing you know, uh, we got them in liquor barn, our wow. cheese spreads. And I said, you know, well, hold on. And so we started making them, and I, I rented a kitchen from a uh, from uh, a caterer friend of ours. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, we, we got too too much going on for that to have to rent the kitchen. And so we started making it in my basement. I had a, okay. a guy that came, a uh, state guy that came in. Inspected it. Gave, inspected it, it, said, it you need a three-compartment here, you need a yeah. hand sink yeah. there, and you need this and that. And he, A I little goes, bit to it, right. We need... Yeah. We need, you know, a little corner is all we needed. We didn't need a big restaurant. So next thing you know, we're in the farmer's market and selling our cheese spreads. And every week we'd go down there, they would sell out. And I'm going, what? So we'd take a little more and we'd sell out. We'd take a little more, oh we'd sell goodness. out. And I'm going, okay, Good now hold Lord. on. So Somebody's knocking on your door with some kind exactly. of an idea here. So I took them to This Kroger's. never happens to me. <laughs> well, I will tell you, I wish I was this smart, but I'm not. This is coming from a higher power because you can't have a deli in yeah. an old 1962 shopping center and I do know. what we're doing. I know. You know what? I can't make You're that right. up. I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that, man. So you, you, you have have absolute. There's something divine going on in your shop and your brand. It, there really is. And so we we started with this cheese spreads, and I got them in Kroger's. Well, my older son got back from Baghdad. My younger son graduated UK in accounting. But until he goes back and gets his master's or goes to work for a CPA, he couldn't set for the test. And he kind of he went into engineering first, and then he went into accounting. He goes, Dad, I really don't want to be an accountant. So now <clears throat> I said, well, I've got him in Kroger's. Yeah. We got three cheese spreads in Kroger's. So we started delivering direct store delivery, which is really tough. And we, ha- we, ha- we, ha- we were able to hang on. And so my sons got back, and I said, we got to have – we can't make it in my basement. So we got – we got the Garden Springs because of the rent and because it was out of the way. We didn't care. Yeah. We were making cheese spreads. And uh, Martha So at Fa- first it was just cheese spreads. Yes. Okay. So we're there in 2009. Martha Fain and uh, the barber would come over and, um, you know, wanted to be nosy and see what we were doing. I said, well, we're making these cheese spreads. And yeah. they, so they saw that and they said, well, what are you going to do with this front part? Because it was divided off like this, you know. And I said, well, paper up the windows, use it for storage. And they go, we got a good business going on in here. Mm-hmm. And I took a look in the hallway, and there's nobody there. And I'm going, I don't know. Yeah. And they said, why don't you do a soup and sandwich? We eat out every day. So my sons and I got together, and we started thinking, we're here. Let's yeah. set one table out yeah. front. Right. Came up with a simple menu. We've got out of the spreads, right? six different cheese spreads. Yeah. i got six different sandwiches. We did like you, you said. We you made it the out. way we like it. Yeah. And different cheese, different bread, different meat. Any of those cheeses could be on the veggie. Any of them can be on the grilled cheese. And then we started coming up with a special. But we set one table out there, and there's about eight pictures on the top in our deli of those people that still come in that were that were there they were in the there. first. Wow. And so... That's um, amazing, and and then all of a sudden it's and it there's not a lot it's out there. Yeah, yeah, and people are now showing up. In well, we lines. tell them bring and a more friend. Tables. Yeah, bring a friend, tell a friend, 
and next time you come who else here all your friends yeah so these spreads you can get them in the stores guys you got to try them out i mean the sandwiches go to the shop and try them and and, and, uh, tell us about kind of what you brought us today and how this works with instagram you guys will do specials because he explained you can do whatever cheese spread with the meat and kind of design it yourself but tell what what do you got for us well showing off the three cheese spreads that we have in kroger's are the smoky pimento yeah our our uh asiago sun-dried tomato garlic and herb oh man Mm-hmm. It's really good. And then my favorite is the pepper jack. Nice. But what I brought you all today, today is Thursday, and our special is the Reuben, the Rachel, or the Rushmore. We sold out the Reuben, so I brought you the Rachel, and I brought you the Rushmore. Let's have uh-huh. a look. So, yeah. yeah. Now tell us about the Rushmore, too. So the no, Rachel is like the, okay. the Reuben. that one. Except it has, here's the, there's one of each on there. Oh, boy. And I'm going to tell you about the Rachel's in the foil Ah. there first on top. What that is, it's a seeded sourdough rye with our Swiss cheese melted on it. Because our cheeses are all cheese and no processed cheese, it melts and stays on the toasted bread. Oh, wow. We think it gives it more flavor. So the Rachel, instead of the corned beef, you get smoked turkey. And instead of the sauerkraut, we make a honey Ah. lime coleslaw. And the coleslaw... To me, it's not Holy real good moly. by itself, but when you put it together, sorry, Jeremy, I didn't bring any napkins. <laughs> yeah, you did. No, I did. Well, my guys took care of it. It doesn't matter because he'll just slurp his lips. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, mm. that is a, to me, that's a sleeper sandwich. It's got a lot of flavor going on. Yeah. And to me, the coleslaw makes it. Mm. That's so good. Yeah, no, there's there's just, you guys are truly talented because there's, there's intention in every bite. Mm. Yeah. Mm. of your sandwiches and your spreads just an, an amazing product so well thank you uh, we're we're just uh uh i come from a long line of cooks i'll say and i'm just a cook and my sons have fallen in behind us just ready to go so we were talking in the first half you know kind of how over you know the past few years restaurants have diversified mm. you know in terms of products how, how does this whole you know, if we got people out there that, that have products that have dreams like you, what's the process for getting something to market? Well, you better be passionate about it because it's not easy. Not and easy. And you got to be persistent. I mean, I, I must have yeah, to get in called, on, I called on them probably 20, 30 times. And I would take them samples every time and I would bug, the, bug them to would death. Would you go and, locally or would yeah, you have to locally. go locally? And then finally okay. they said, all right, I sent it to my buyer in Louisville and they want to talk to you. Finally. So I go and sit and talk for a minute. And I said, well, uh, he goes, well, we'll be in touch. And so I said, well, I want your your marketplace stores in Lexington, yeah. the two marketplace, the Richmond Road location, the Beaumont. Remind me to tell you about that. Oh, I'm one. going to. Uh, and I said, just the two stores. They said, OK. So I go home. I, next thing you know, I get an email. Says, which stores you want? Oh, wow. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> so I called, uh, the fellow's name was Jeremy. I called him and I said, what, what's going on? He goes, yeah, which stores you want? And I said, well, I'll take this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. I named off the ones I wow. wanted in Lexington. And I said, what's your top five in Louisville? He told me. And I said, I'll take those five too. <laughs> wow. So you're like overnight. He you goes, had well, to... when can you start delivering? What oh, did wow. you say? I said, uh, how about the first of the week? Yeah. 
So you were able to ramp up that fast. Well, it was my sons were already back, and here we go. I said, all right, boys, here we go. Dog that caught the car. (laughs) Right. And then what do you do? (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, in terms of that, you know, I guess Kroger's, that's a lot of stores, right? And you think about this region, how much work is that? I mean, are are they buying every week? Well, here lately, they they send us a PO, which is a purchase order, and – we have a 21-day lead time. That gives us time to get the cheese and the packaging yeah. and everything to make sure we have it all in stock. And then uh, we take it. They wanted me to to expand. And I said, look, I don't want to be in the trucking business. I don't want to be in the employment business. If you want Smart. me to do it, I'll <laughs> deliver it to the warehouse. Otherwise, no thank you. Just And I'm going to dial it back a little bit because it's, you know, it's a lot of he's running a milk route mm-hmm. every every day, every week. And uh, they said, oh, we, we don't have room. Well, about a week later, I got a P.O. that, here you go, come to the warehouse. Come to the warehouse. <laughs> wow. So then I had, it was a, such a large P.O. that I couldn't make it in my facility there at Garden Springs. So we rented a facility in Louisville. My son drew, drove up there and back, took some of our equipment with him, yeah. and we made it there. And they had the refrigeration that can handle it and the, the trucks that could take it over there. So... Good. Here we are. Heavens, that is divine. This is just a dream come true. I love I hearing stuff like this. Where you know, was there ever any moment of doubt? In well, any of you, this? you 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 never you try never doubt yourself. You, but you, it's like military. You adapt and yeah. you overcome. Yeah. Whatever yeah. the situation is. Okay. You how are we going to do this? Out. Let's get a plan. Yeah, and sometimes it's survival. You know, and in it the military, is. And you got to figure well, it let's, out. Let's let's make it. Yeah. Let's, let's get it done. Now, now tell about uh, the other sandwiches because I want to get to that veggie. All right. Well, know? this one here, the next one, mm-hmm. is life-changing. This is the Rushmore. It's Rushmore. the number five's big brother. The number five is a ciabatta bun, chipotle cheddar cheese, sliced roast beef, our signature sauce, spicy ranch, and a cup of au jus. So it's like a French dip. Wow. Well, this one we made for President's Day about three years ago, and we called it the Mount Rushmore. My okay. younger son came in and said, Dad, I had a dream about a sandwich. We all went, oh, no, Uh-oh. <laughs> not this, not like this. So he made it for us, and we all turned around and looked, and everybody was looking at him, everybody in the shop going, wow, what this, did you is do? A, this is a hit. You went and did something right there. Huh? And so this is the same sandwich, ciabatta bun, sliced roast beef, chipotle cheddar cheese on top, uh, on top of that bun, toasted bun, the roast beef, and then instead of those two sauces in the au jus, it gets sweet barbecue sauce, mm. two strips mm. of bacon, mm. fried onion straws, mm. a little more barbecue sauce to hold the straws down, and a creamy beer cheese dipping sauce that's in there. I see it oh, right here, and I'm going heavens. for the Now, the best thing to do, I mm-hmm. will tell you this, okay. take a bite of the sandwich first. Okay. Savor mm. all the flavors. We're doing it. You get the sweetness of the barbecue, the salt from the bacon. Mm. You taste the roast beef. You get the crunch from the straws. But then all of a sudden, you hit a plateau. You go, wow, that's really good. Well, then you dip it in the sauce. All right, here we go. And it takes it to another level. <laughs> it's a, it's life-changing. Oh, chef, what do you think? Can you get up off the floor? <laughs> I love it. What's the magic oh to a sandwich? Gosh. Well, you got to have the right, like Chef Jeremy was saying, you got to have the right combination and we've made some real stinkers, but everybody will try it, and everybody's going, no, nah, that's nah. just not it. Right. And then we might serve it one day, and, er, you know, everybody comes back and says, yeah, you've done a better job. <laughs> but we serve it to some of the guys that come in all the time. We don't just, what yeah, do you think about right, this? Right, got like a focus and we group, just, but they you know, know you. Yeah. But well, that one, you know. so, so now we'll tell you, it was the Mount Rushmore. 
Mm-hmm. The students have found it. We yep. only do it on Thursdays and Fridays. Nice. They know it's only done on those days. It's just the Rushmore. Mm-hmm. That's all it's called now. <laughs> well, I've got my mouth full of it. But, Sylvia, what's so great is no. I can taste each component. Yeah. You must be Usually a super when you taster that, to kind of know yeah, well, that. I, my son can smell it and tell you what it needs. Really? That is. But I can, I, when I taste it, I'd say, well, it needs some more of this or it needs a little more of that. Mm-hmm. And he's the same way with his spices. Well, I Just appreciate really that. gifted at that, yeah. There's balance because, you know, Sylvia, like me... No matter what it is, just because I've, I've tasted so many things, you know, I think some people may have more of a savory palate. Yeah. Some people yeah. like just some spice. Some, you're right, you know? Yeah. But uh, for me, it's like, I like the sweet, salty, spicy, sour, umami, yeah. all yeah. together yeah. kind of thing that wins for me. And all of that stuff. Yeah. Right. All that and these guys kind of construct yeah. sandwiches yeah. like I yeah. cook. So, and by the I mean, way, we should all. remind our listeners that we're talking to Jim Cottle, dad, who is dad. Dad's favorite. Yeah. He's he's. He's our guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's right. So, guys, uh, that kind of wraps up the show for this week. Get out to Dad's Deli. Check out some of these spreads. Check out some of these sandwiches. Dad, it was great to have you back on. James Cottle. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks Thank for coming you. on Food News and Cheese. We'll see you next week, guys.